Warning, high caffeine content. You could die. Oh, well. Who wants to live forever? Dive! Gordon's alive! You know, I thought about something about um, Brian Blessed today. Oh, I was going to make a little thing that says, have a blessed day and have his, his face on it. Right. You can't do that on a podcast. <laughs> Jim and Pack Billy's opinions on things. That over there is Jim. The one who isn't me is Jim. Hello, I'm over here, and I'm Jim, and I have opinions. And I, the one who is me, is Pack Billy. I is Pack Billy. This this podcast is about grammar and <laughs> the misuse thereof. I really hope not. <laughs> And oh, basically, this is our pilot episode, and we hope that it's not terrible, um, which right. it probably will be. But you can always turn it off. You can go listen to. Um, yeah, no, it's not going to go well if you start noises. encouraging them to turn it off immediately. Yeah. Turn it off right now. No, they've turn already it downloaded it. You, you might, you've already right downloaded now, turn it. Turn your you might computer well off because yeah. this <laughs> podcast is actually a thinly disguised virus. Right uh, now, hundreds. We need of to talk about this. Uh, public relations attitude you have. Yeah. Uh, no, this is my marketing it's, strategy. Right. Thinly it's, disguised virus, the podcast. <laughs> I think it's just, it's a, just... Hey, start typing your password in right now. <laughs> email us and, your password. Yeah, email us your password card. and credit card, yeah. Now, is, is that potentially a litigation? Is that a, that's not a word. Litig, litigatory. Litigatory. Uh, yeah. Instigate. Tomometer, yeah. See, it's it actually is about language and grammar. And yeah, see, stupid words that don't exist. Um, no, it's it's about our opinions on various things. We're going to be talking uh, about yeah uh, the, computer games and uh, TV and yeah, movies and such, pop culture, and, video yeah. games, maybe the news. If anything, <laughs> in the news, <laughs> the I fucking don't know. news. I'm not going to yeah. talk about the news. No, unless there's it's video game news. Well, it, it, you know, we'll see what happens because it's, it's opinions that we right. have opinions on a, a variety of of. Things. I have no opinions. Oh well, this isn't going to work out then. No, Just, this okay. All right, that That's was it. our podcast. Yeah, that was, thanks for watching. Yeah. I mean, listening. <laughs> I so used to do YouTube. I say thanks for watching. That's, uh, thanks for watching the the MP3 player while you listen to this. Yes, <laughs> thanks for looking at other things. <laughs> what we. We're going to talk about first is what are we going to talk about first? Actually, <laughs> well, I think okay. that we should. Oh, opinions. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Let's have I, opinions. I, I have so many. I, am I don't against, know where to begin. I am against opinions. I'm firmly right. against them. Well, that's just your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> opinions must down with opinions. Yeah, I. Um, I my opinions are just facts, so I assume that... Yeah, that. he has no opinions because, yeah, everything is the truth of the universe as it exists. And, my, and right. I'm against opinions, so, we're, we're, again... We're also, we're also going to be talking bullshit non-philosophy. So. That's the end of the podcast, right there. Yeah. This, is, this is our last episode. This is our big anniversary special. <laughs> our immediacy yeah, anniversary well, is- special. This is the anniversary of our first podcast. Mm. It's the zeroth anniversary. Yeah, it's the zero. It's the instant anniversary of our podcast. The I'm what? enjoying a lovely beverage right now, by the way. 
Oh, good. See if you can is guess that, which one it is, because you already know which one it is. It's coffee. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely wrong. No, okay, it it's, it's. I, I was going to think of like Pan Galactic Gargle Blaster or something. Dick Cheese. Like. Dick Cheese, yes. <laughs> no, I should have made a reference to uh, the T1000. That's a more well-known liquid state. Person, oh, yes. sort of. That's what I'm. Yeah. That's what I'm drinking. I'm drinking the T1000. Yeah. Right. So, can you yeah, drink the T1000? You could. You could drink some of him because he can only be an object of equal size. So, you know, and you could see when bits of him would would come off, like they, they would move. Like when he when he got a bit of him chopped off, mm. he could, if he stood near it, it would revert to its liquid state and then just move back into him. So, um, if you cut a bit off of him and then melted it and drank it. Well, you'd burn yourself for one thing, but, but I, also I'd have to run away from the rest of them so that it didn't yeah. come through my stomach and, and right. rejoin. Uh, yeah, yeah, and then the moment he came near you, it could sort of like vomit out of your lungs or something. Well, uh, that's not what I'm drinking. I'm actually drinking. Um, I've melted down R two D two, and I'm drinking that. Melted down R two D two. Right now we should have. I should do a commercial here for melted down R two D two. You know, when I first wake up in the morning, I I think about ending it all. But then I melt down R two D two, and then I end it all. I don't know where that's going. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're ending it all for R two D two. You know, I mean, if you're going to be melted down and then ingested by it some stupid idiot on a commercial then life is pretty much over for you I, I don't see this business plan going well because there's only so much R2-D2 to go around yeah right you know? <laughs> it's, a very, like, it's gonna have you know, to be like cut with a with a bit of you there's know, that really there's that $200 a cup coffee that um, the beans have been shat out by uh, some animal in the in the tropics and then they make the coffee from that, and it's supposed to be the most expensive cup. You know what I'm talking about? That sounds. Well, why wouldn't that be the cheapest coffee? <laughs> coffee, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like I think I this, in, the animal that shits it out is endangered or something. Yeah, I was in. Um, I, I was in this. Uh, I was I was with a friend in this like really expensive shop in London because she wanted to get this like special tea they had, and it was like this really posh place and. And I could tell the security guard looked at me like he looked at me with this look like you're not supposed to be in here unless you're a shoplifter. So I was, tr- and I had nothing to do. I was not interested in anything while she was in the toilet. I was just standing there, and she was just like, this guy was just like looking at me like you're going to steal something. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm just and anyway. The point is, they had these like just so much really expensive stuff, and they had these lollipops. Uh, I don't know what you call them, popsicles, but they're not frozen. They're just like yeah, we call them lollipops. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, but they had, uh, it was like five quid. That's like ten dollars or something. Wow, yeah. And no, that's not the that's not the weird part. The weird part is it was full of ants. You know. Oh what, yeah. You know that's like the kind I of thing only the, a homeless person would eat. Is it a lollipop filled with ants? I I remember <laughs> uh, there was a chocolate shop here that used to have chocolate covered ants. And it didn't melt. Um, no. I mean, they weren't the they I weren't mean. trying to get out of it. They weren't no, the shop, the shop, the shop was made of chocolate. The chocolate shop. Oh like, yeah. yeah, yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah sorry. I, uh, <laughs> the, the the other funny part about that is that you know, the ants were still alive. You know, like oh, hurry up while there's still chocolate on them before they before they get get away before from the chocolate. Eat it. Yeah, eat. yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I would eat ants. I think I would eat um, ants. What, I would eat. You mean if you were starving? Like no, I think I would just eat ants if somebody prepared them well. Um, I I could eat them. I wouldn't eat them right. alive, but you know, it it seems like a uh, as insects go. Like if you had your choice of insect, like say you're on the island of insects, and there's they're, they're oh, bountiful. They're all over. But that's it. That's all you can eat. Somehow they're living. Maybe there's some food under the ground that they all flock to. But the only thing you have to choose from on the Isle of Insects um, for sustenance are insects. So, and you've got your pick. You've got your pick of anything. What, right, well, what is your... I won't be sleeping tonight. I'm just going to be thinking about the Isle of Insects and being itchy all night. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Yeah. yeah I no, I, I mean, well... I'd have to not be a vegetarian for one thing, but if I was going to eat an animal, right. no, I'd well, rather eat even, an invertebrate because it would be less likely to suffer and all that. Even you know, yeah, you're you're still in, but but you're on this island, so you're you're either well, I mean, going to die or eat insects. But people eat snails, you know. People eat snails, and they don't think that's weird, but they they well think, oh, it adds plenty to of people. Plenty of people think snails is weird. Think well, yeah, snails but, I is mean, weird. Up here, we think snails is weird. <laughs> don't be yeah, bringing well, them. Don't be bringing them snails home for dinner. As you're just to tell us you're going to get well, married to them snails. <laughs> right? That's going. Well, no. Well, the thing is, if you, it's it's not the kind of game you can just like hunt with a rifle. Because if you, you no, know, no, shoot you a scoop snail, them up. They're plentiful. Like on the island, what what is your what is your most preferred or your least what is the insect that you are least averse to? You've got your pick. Hmm. Well, I there are like millions of species of insects. I know, I know, but of the ones you know. I don't, they, they all look Because you're not like going to be... go, oh, I've never seen this before, let me eat it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, I do that all the I've time. I've never heard of this <laughs> thing. Let me, <laughs> let me see if it's poisonous by eating it. <laughs> um... I don't know. It's kind of like one of those questions like what would you ra- would you rather be stabbed or have your eyes burned? No, I no, mean it's because just like really think I mean you're thinking of like like to me ants. Ants seem they're small, they're you know, they're not they don't seem terrible. You know? Well, can I cook it? Yeah, you can cook it. Okay, well I probably have the isle of fr- fried earthworms. Mm, really? Yeah, because it looks like it's... Well, for one thing, there's no, sh- there's no exoskeleton. I don't like... I don't want to eat... I mean, oh. an exoskeleton doesn't look like it would be very tasty. It's like... It, like, you know those... Um, you know when yeah, you're but eating popcorn? An earthworm. <laughs> no, but... Okay, but look, you know when you're eating popcorn and you get, like, those those really hard, like, yes. shelly bits stuck I in your teeth? That, yeah. it's, that's like what eating ants is. It's all that. Oh. I mean, there's not much meat in an ant. Not really, no. You know, it's all shell. It's all fucking but it could not be, shell. It could uh, be crunchy like a, like a, you know, like a crisp or something. No, 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 no. Crisps are, I mean, no. Ant crisps. Yeah. From See, the, the people is, well, who brought you melted down R2-D2. <laughs> so, earthworms, that's your pick. Yeah, if I can fry them. Yeah, you can and, fry and them. Can, can I have condiments? Yeah, there's salt. Cause, you brought you yeah. crash landed because salt in, is on, inorganic, so I'm allowed it because yeah. it's not an organic thing. Right. So salt, you, know? you get salt. It's like 
you know, do, do they make like speaking of you know this whole organic foods thing? Like, do they make organic salt? Because that's impossible. No, I don't think so. I don't think there's because I really wish somebody would do that. Just because that would really so- so solidify the fact that no one knows what organic means anymore. No, they don't. It means it has like a carbon-based structure, like fucking petrol or petroleum, if you like. Is, is is organic like new organic petroleum <laughs> made hey, without pesticides the, when i go to the health food store <laughs> they, they've added a a place where you can fill up your car health health yeah. car food well you know it's uh it's, that's, like that's actually a byproduct of melted down r2d2 as well organic petroleum right well they, they get they get the oil out of him before they melt him down otherwise yeah. he'd explode oh he would explode yeah that's um I you know spoiler alert this is this is all stuff that happens in the new Star Wars movie that they're about to make. Speaking right. of which, what do you which think about that? Which still has R2D2 in it for some fucking reason. Yeah. What do you think about the new Star Wars? What do you think about the idea that they're making a new Star Wars movie? Well, I remember reading a tweet. I don't remember who said it and I'm just going to steal it. So look, worrying about the new Star Wars movies ruining Star Wars is worrying is like worrying about an iceberg sinking to the bottom of the ocean and smashing into the wreck of the Titanic. <laughs> you know, it's it's they can't really do much they to can't. make it worse. They can't. And they've already they've already done a lot more with it. Like there's this there's been this animated show called The Clone Wars which is set between uh episodes 2 and 3, which is the stupidest place to set anything. Um but there's already this whole expanded universe stuff. There's more to it than just the movies. Um, I'm really more interested in what they might have done with the TV series of it because this I, I prefer a TV series to a movie just because there's so much more scope. And TV shows used to be really bad and cheesy for the most part, but and they, yeah, they've gotten a lot better um, recently. Yeah. There's a lot more. There's a lot more respectable and yeah. You know, with a movie, you watch something for two hours, you're like, wow, this is great. I really like these characters. Oh, it's over. You know? Yeah, and movies movies tend to have to tell the same sort of story within that time frame, and there's not as much exploration that can be be done. However, you're not going to get... Sorry. I was just going to say, you're not going to get Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill to sign on for a series worth of... Right. ...worth of product... So, well, I don't know. I mean, uh, well, I mean, Mark Hamill, you would. Oh, Mark Hamill, because right. <laughs> he, you know, he right. did the Batman animated series and and all kinds of other stuff. And fucking Wing Commander, he wasn't exactly, um, you know, this big star. Yeah, yeah. No, Mark Fisher's Hamill, been in a lot. and Carrie Fisher, you're lucky to even be able to say the word Star Wars, the phrase Star Wars, in her presence. I think, I think she's really? got like a contract writer in all of her other movies that you don't mention Star Wars. Um, I know that that was part of her conditioning to be on um, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Like, she did not uh-huh. want anybody to mention Star Wars. And they they talk about that in the in the um, director's commentary of that movie. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, it's just... They, Does she just hate it then, or what? Is I it? think she's just... It's like, you know, if you're associated with that one character and everywhere you go, people say... Right. You know, oh, hey, it's blah, blah, blah. It's Princess Leia. I'm sorry, right. I, I blanked on your name for a second. Right. Why am I still saying, why am I, I I'm just going to leave you alone from now on, Carrie Fisher. I'm sorry I came up to you. 
Sorry, I, I had to role play that until it was. I don't know who right. that was. <laughs> but that's why. Let's I do it. A special Fisher. guest on our podcast. Yeah, right. Some weird hey, Carrie Fisher Carrie obsessed Fisher. person who doesn't know her, <laughs> her character name. What her character's name is. Yeah. Just, just springs out of the bushes and. Oh, hey, uh. <laughs> Whoever you are, you know. I, I'm uh, a big uh, fan. Uh, uh, I, I thought it was. Uh, are you, I think you're the wrong person. I'd better go home. I now. just wet myself. I, I, I gotta go. Yeah. Okay, thank you. That was, um, that was uh, Jim and Pack Billy Theater with Guy, who doesn't know who Carrie Fisher is yet, is a huge <laughs> fan. <laughs> yeah. Okay, one thing I wanted to talk about there's a, a new Lord British project, which I'm kind of um, excited about. Uh, Lord British, as you may or may not know, is the guy who invented or first wrote the first Ultima game and created Ultima and all the successive Ultima games in the series and Ultima Online. And it's sort mm -hmm. of an MMO, but it's also playable offline. It retains a lot of the things that people loved about Ultima, but it's called Shroud of the Avatar. And I don't know if we can do a link or it's not really we'll necessary because the they've way overshot their their projected funding thing. So, but it's sure. it's something that um, you know I'm kind of excited to see. Um, Shroud of the Avatar, Lord British. It's it's you can play it online or off, and the world is persistent. And I think you can do. It, it takes a lot of the things that are that make MMOs feel like playing a database and, right. and tries to make it more of a role-playing thing and more interactive and more just sort of immersive. I don't... It, it, some of his ideas sound really interesting. Um, I, I don't know how successful it'll be, but it's, you know, like, I don't know if you've played World of Warcraft or any no. of the other ones, but after a while it just feels like you're playing the world isn't very interactive you know you can't pick up a a vase that you see laying on the not, not that you want to <laughs> hey i just right. spent i'm spending 15 dollars a month so that i can pick up vases <laughs> right but what, i know what you're saying you're saying you want to you want the you world want to the, feel yeah you want the world to feel like it's it's you want the illusion to be to be persistent and convincing yes and yeah. and and the player interaction to be engaging and the mm. the story to be engaging and you know like with World of Warcraft it's just reading what information you have somebody gives you a quest you don't read any of the quest text you just like right. what do I have to do how many things do I have to kill and then you go kill them this is yeah. more you just follow the quest marker and you don't even exactly you don't yeah. even look yeah and this yeah. is more about playing the game and, and getting engaged in the story and stuff like that. I don't know how it's going to work, yeah. but I saw that, um, you know, there's, there's like a thing where you can buy real estate and put like a blacksmith shop and people can come to your blacksmith shop and, and trade with you. And, and mm. it, it looked very interesting. Um, and it's called shroud of the avatar. If you want to check it out, shroud of the avatar, Lord British, if you if you're interested, Shroud of the Avatar. Yeah, I've been playing Star Trek Online quite a bit, and the the space combat stuff is good and fun. Um, it's a bit too easy, but the the part that is really boring is the is the quests. The quests are completely pointless. They're just 
contrived ways of getting you into combat situations. And like, there's all these dialogue things, and you just gotta, oh, go over to this console and place a charge, and then decrypt this data. And you just, you're just going up to an object and pressing a button, and that's it. There's no, yeah. there's nothing to it, and it's so pointless. And why not just make it just a big combat arena? Because that's the only part of it that's fun. All the rest of it is just padding, just to, you know. Just go over here and then press this button and go over here and press this other button and then, hey, you did a quest. Well, sometimes that's not too terribly bad because if it's if it's sending you on a story where fun things happen to you, like mm. you get to turn into some weird creature and do a few things as that creature, uh, that can be fun. I don't necessarily mind uncovering things and not having combat. What I would like to see more of is uh, sort of puzzly type things, but the problem with that is is that um, you know you're you're we've got instant access to the solutions to the puzzles, so there would have to be some sort of dynamic thing like a maze that always changes or oh, but mazes mazes are fundamentally terrible things. Well, they are, they, but uh, that's just that's just an example, and it's not a good one, right? But something well, that's, yeah, the thing is that's uh, living and breathing that you can't just Google the answer to is is, is my point. Right. The problem is that um, this is something I heard about when I was uh, watching a development uh, vlog, which I, I hate the word vlog, but whatever, uh, of the guy vlog who's making Gunpoint. Like I'm sorry, but vlog sounds like something you do when you you've eaten something that doesn't agree with you. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna vlog. So yeah, I was watching this uh, development log, uh, video development log vlog thing by Tom Francis, who's working on the Gunpoint game. Which have you heard of Gunpoint? No, it's just you're shooting people like at gunpoint, so they're really well, close and it's really easy, <laughs> and the game's over immediately. No, the, the the name comes from the fact that originally he had sort of wanted to develop the the idea around holding someone at gunpoint you know that moment in a movie where they're both pointing the gun at each other and no one does anything for some reason even though everyone should be shooting immediately but um yeah yeah but um he found out that wasn't too much of a good game mechanic but the name stuck it's actually a a, a very well done stealth game it's like Mm. it's 2d side on perspective sort of pseudo retro and there's this whole thing where you can like hack computers and rewire the the building and there's all these sort of emergent mechanics which come out of oh, it. Oh, wow. And the idea he was trying to get across in this vlog was that you can't algorithmically generate puzzles. You have to hard code a puzzle for it to be comprehensible. To, to create a puzzle you can solve, you have to think it through, basically. And you can't just create an algorithm for it. But couldn't so, you create... Okay, take the Rubik's Cube, for example, okay? You know, the solution depends on the way that it's messed up. So couldn't you create some sort of a Rubik's cube type thing that <laughs> is ridiculous? Wait, but, but the, difficult, the difficulty is making it an interesting puzzle. Right, where it's not just... Yeah, and, and that's the thing is that uh, in a, in, for a puzzle game, if it's not like Tetris, uh, you have to basically design all the puzzles. It's very difficult. I don't think it's impossible, but... Yeah, I see what you mean. I it's, kind of, you mean. it's kind of like trying to program natural language. It's just so difficult. Well, the, um, then, but there are things you can do, I guess, in an MMO to make make it more immersive and make it more interesting, and not just right. cater to the people who want the best gear and to kill the the most leveled up things or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. What we should do is make our own game called Gunpoint, 
and and it's just you're pointing at guns. You know, it's just a game where you point at guns right. and steal his thunder. Well, it be, steal it this be, guy's it thunder. Be, no, it should be point gun. Right. But then we don't we don't get to steal you, as you much just, thunder. You, you want to make games just that are a funny idea and not actually and not a good actually game, good games. You? Yeah, right. Like um, yeah, I, I, Sim Stapler. There's actually a Sim Stapler out there. Every there? ten staples, you get a woman who says, "Splendid." <laughs> and I've gotten up to right. thirty before I, I wrote the company an angry letter, and then mailed it to myself and got mad and mailed another letter. <laughs> like, no. like I'm not. I didn't make this game. Why are you? <laughs> <laughs> Why does this asshole keep bothering me? <laughs> okay, I've got. Um, this is a test. I don't know how well it's going to work, but um, it's it's a game that we play with the audience. Okay. Okay. And basically, the gist of the game is, with my own human mouth, I will attempt your to... Your human mouth, yes. as opposed to your... Well, that's the your, only mouth I have so far. Your dog mouth. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm working on other mouths, but so far it's yeah. just the one. With right. my own human mouth, I will attempt to replicate sound effects from a particular video game for a particular system. And I don't know if I should give away the system or not, but I will, I will attempt to uh, present those to the audience... And let people write in um, packbilly at gmail.com and with their answer. Now, just put in the subject line, mouth, sound, video game, noise, whatever. Okay? Yes. Mouth, sound, video game, noise, whatever. That's what you have to, you have to write all of that. I don't want anybody who's not committed enough to write mouth, sound, video game, noise, whatever in the subject line when you... I think as few emails as we're going to get, it doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, it's just going gonna to be you, really, I think. Um, right. so, I, I'm going to send in my guess. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, so here it is. And try not to blow it out right now. Yeah. And again, um, for this first one, all you win is the... Uh, the glory. The glory and the me of saying your name that you won on the second, on the next podcast. Right. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> I was practicing this in the car today on the way to um, to something. I just, I, I, I think my brother would know immediately what this was, and it's very, it's, it's sort of obvious. Uh, th- there's only so many that it can be, and I, and if, if you think I should give the the um, platform as well after I've done these sound effects, like th- that could be anything. No, I, I, then I don't think so. Well, Maybe, just let uh, me do the sound if no, effects. If no, one then, get, if no one gets it, then we give away the platform and Okay, stuff. yeah, we yeah, and then all okay, right. So, here it is, episode 1 of video game mouth sound whatever. Advantage player 1. Deuce. Philippus is to serve. Philippus is to serve. Come on, Mark. All right. Now, obviously an answer of tennis yes. will not be sufficient. That will not be sufficient. No, you, you have, have to, to actually name the yeah. the game and the system. Right. And then you win, and then you win. a great I big think, nothing. I think we've given away too much by saying that that was tennis. <laughs> right, yeah. No, yeah, you win the big mo- nothing. But I, I kind of want to say... But it's a very special nothing. I kind of want to say what the platform is. Because if nobody, if nobody knows, at least it'll give them a direction to... They'll just search if they know the platform. They'll just search for tennis games on that platform. Yeah, and there weren't uh, there weren't a lot. You don't want people cheating because then they'll unfairly win the nothing. Yeah. 
But that's not necessarily cheating. I mean, if you don't know it and you think you can figure it out, go ahead. It's obviously not going to be the Commodore 64 because there wasn't, you know. But that's my, that's my first one. Very despondent sort of advantage player one. Oh, God, my, my stomach hurts. Wait. Oh, advantage player one. Oh. Oh, disadvantage me. Philippus to serve. Oh. We can, we can cut most of that. Yeah. I think that should be the podcast title. We can cut, we most, can of cut this most of that out. Yeah. Or maybe we'll leave yeah. it in. Who knows? We'll just have to listen. And that should be the podcast title. Yeah. Maybe we'll leave it in. That's what she said. <laughs> I'm sure there's already a podcast called That's What She Said. Yeah, of course there is. It's like probably 20. Okay, so this is a subject that kind of relates to your YouTube series 2064, which is about... Um, a game that builds past... Yeah, right. I just yeah, wanted to... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, that was... Thanks for that. Totally wrong. And uh, Yeah, that that was part of the uh, the the... The theme song to 2064. The theme song to, to 2064, which is actually much better than that when in the video. But is it anyway, really? It's, yes. It's about... Um, but that, that wouldn't take much. Right. <laughs> because, well, I use actual words for one thing. <laughs> actual words are good. We've been using quite a lot. Anyway. The reason it's called 2064 is because it's games made for the Commodore 64 since the year 2000. And right. so it's it's developers creating new software for old platforms. Right. And 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 what I was thinking was, um, let's say you're you know you've got these great programmers who are doing these amazing things with new, well sorry with old hardware, um, using new programming techniques. And I was just thinking, if these guys put their effort into making things with modern tools and programming languages and systems, wouldn't they be able to necessarily make a better game? And isn't that more important, making good games, than making good games for old systems? You know, and I, I think you probably have a certain opinion on that. So, what, what do you think? I don't necessarily think it's going to be a better game simply because it's for a newer platform. You have greater opportunities, but if you can create a masterpiece within a certain set of limitations, that you know, hardware limitations, or whatever. Um, I don't think just because you're allowed to use 32-bit graphics, it's going to be better than it, it is in an 8-bit graphics machine. You know, there's a, there's, a big, there's a big community of people who make demos for the Commodore 64, and part of that, part of the attraction to these developers is pushing that system to its limits and drawing out what you can. You know, uh, Polo Ventress recently um, posted um, a demo that, that one... Uh, demo scene group did and it's it's very impressive what they were able to do with the machine um given its its capabilities um i don't necessarily think that unless you're simply talking the the audience will be broader if you make a game for a platform that is still alive yes i mean that's that's obviously true but I, is, will the game necessarily be better because of modern programming tools i don't i don't necessarily think so well what i'm thinking is from one perspective just it would take longer 
trying to make a game for the Commodore 64 is just more necessarily more difficult and more involved. Um, you know, if somebody made Night and Grail with Java or something, it would be just as good a game, but they could probably get it done in half the time. Uh, that's a very interesting point. They're, they're, the guy's actually porting it to modern platforms. I think it's going to be released for the PC and for um, Xbox Live. I highly recommend, if you don't have a Commodore 64 and you want to play Night and Grail, you watch my review for it on my channel, the YouTube.com, Billy, whatever. But the thing about it is it's a great game. I finished it recently. It's a masterpiece. I absolutely love it. I don't know that it's, people are going to be as blown away by it if it's on a modern console or platform, but um, I, I thought it was wonderful on, on the Commodore. See, that's the other thing. I think the limitations of the hardware necessarily sometimes sort of corner you into making a better game insofar as if they if the man had released the game for modern platforms originally it would be a lot more there would probably be a lot more going on and i don't think the game would be as enjoyable i don't i think sometimes the limitations of the hardware just force the developers into it's it's the less is more thing you know what i mean right well yes like it would prevent feature creep and yeah things feature like creep that. and just you know filling the screen with enemies and and it's just this nice little experience um yeah. you know nobody would have made bard's tale 3 the way that that they made it back then today they would have they would have had a lot more features and a lot more you know like why just show a portrait of this enemy when we can show uh, the the enemy fighting and the the hero fighting the enemy and and it would lead less to the imagination but that seems like uh more of a problem with uh development than it is a problem with you know i i just it doesn't seem logical to me that that limitations will make things better because um well uh, let me give you an example the thing that the thing that has made the thing that has made modern games less interesting is not that they have more power and they have more opportunity it's that they're being constrained by publishers you know you see that with the indie games they're all i mean a lot of them aren't very original but a lot of them are that's where you know new things come about i mean you couldn't make minecraft on the commodore 64 ever there's just no way true true um but there are and the thing is night and grow is fundamentally a very uh it's a, it's a great game. I haven't played it. I'm sure it's brilliant, but it is very derivative and very standard in its co- in its mechanics. It's a platform game. It's a like you said, it's a Metroidvania game. It's not. It's so. It's it's its own. It's, yeah, it, it it is very derivative. But the thing about it, that doesn't matter because what makes it great isn't so much the mechanics. It, because I don't think games are just about the mechanics. You have to have a good mechanic, and they stole a very good one. But what they built on top of that mechanic is, is this, this nice little world that you sort of get taken into, and um, I don't know if, I don't know if it would be as. In, I, this is this will be an interesting thing because when the, when it comes out for a modern platform, I'll I'll get it and, and see if it's as engaging and as fun, on the new platform as it was on the original. 
Well, I don't see why it wouldn't, because you enjoyed the Dark Castle games on the modern Mac systems just as much as you did on the old one, on the Commodore 64 and other things. When, you know, when they're making the new Dark Castle game, they have a lot more scope, but they still make the same fundamental game. That's true, but with the with the Dark Castle game, they didn't add too much. They didn't add too much that detracted right. from the original right. experience. It, it, I think that there's a tendency for um, the game to be viewed not objectively because it's like, oh, th- this isn't so much this is a great game. It's like this is a great game considering that it was done on the Commodore. And I don't think that that is really looking at the game for what it is. It's more looking at the game for what a technical achievement it is. And I think that that is a very valid thing but i don't think that necessarily makes it a better game just because it was harder to make He's you know using it's like us to make a better game sorry why was it in that accent oh that was me yeah yeah, yeah that's why yeah <laughs> you mean hall of being <laughs> useful i can't do your one either yeah, let's, let's 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 reverse our, just, our yeah let's just re-record who ca- the shitty quest who ca- in reverse who cares what people think like if you don't know what this is, we're doing the voices from a game that we made. Jim mostly yeah. made it, but I helped. Okay, so oh, you were, you were very very much a part. Let, of it. Let's okay, let's start. Ready? Uh, wait. Well, you have I, you're the protagonist now, so you yeah. Get, throw me a things. line. Throw me like the first line, and and then we'll go from there. Oh, one that's interactive. This place looks so shitty. I don't know. I think it serves its purpose quite well. And what's that? To have a place to sit down with your hands behind your head. Well, I don't know what comes after that. That's oh. it. We we need like a longer. Oh, and yeah, well, was, how about tr- this? And you smell. That, my good man, is the smell of unbridled uselessness. Okay, go, going back to what I was saying, though, you're saying that I only like it because it's. No, I'm not saying that. Okay, uh, but. I think that that inevitably colors your perception of it. It it does in in some respects. I think it would still be a lot of fun on a modern console. I don't know if you'd even have noticed it if it wasn't on the Commodore 64. So it seems like almost a an artificial way of getting attention for the game itself by saying hey look at this game because it's it was hard to make you know not look at this game because it's objectively a great game but i think it is i think it is objectively a, a good fun game um would i have noticed it of course it is I, i'm saying i'm not disagreeing right, right. That it's a good I, game. I agree i agree I'm to saying... an extent with what you're saying um part of the draw for me to older platforms um, is that there, because of the limitations of the hardware, because you can't fill in all the gaps on the screen visually and and sonically, um, you're forced to use your imagination. And you're always... I'm always going to be more engaged the more I use my imagination, up to a point, you know? Like, right, I think that... If you, I'm, I don't want to imagine the entire game. But but it's the whole Jaws. You thing. need a seed to start with, yeah. It's 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 just like the movie Jaws. You know, they the shark broke down, so they didn't show it, and because they didn't show it, 
it was much more compelling film than if they had shown the shark the entire time. You, your imagination is always going to create something that's greater than what the reality is. So I, I well, think the I lesson it depends. That, that can be learned in game development is leave gaps for that, which they don't do. You know, they don't do in modern movies now. They don't because they can show everything they do and nobody questions whether they should. Well, you see, I think that that actually comes a lot down to how good your imagination is. Because if you've got a great imagination, then it's going to do better but than Hollywood. Every, but I, no, I, I, ha- I don't have as good an imagination as uh, in terms of the ability to conjure up images in a vivid way in my mind. I don't have it the way that other people do. I know this because I don't dream vividly. You know, I talked about this with everyone who has been willing to listen, uh, asking them what their visceral experience of dreaming is. And it's hard for me to even get them to understand what I'm asking. I'm asking, when you have a dream, are you having the same perceptual experience as when you look at something with your open, conscious eyes? And some of them say, well, yeah. As if it's obvious, of course you do. And some of them say, no, of course you don't. And no one very few people seem to realize that there's this real difference in how people are dreaming and imagining things when i dream it's no different than if i was to close my eyes right now and imagine something but then i also don't know how vivid that is for other people it's like this 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 bare shadow of of, of visual perception i mean what is it for you well it it varies i think it varies from dream to dream you know um in some dreams, I, I, I think it's very vivid, um, and right. very. But what do you mean? Do you actually see it? Is it just like sight? Is it just like actually having your eyes open? To an extent, I mean, w- once once you're out of the dream, you can, you can't really, you know, you you can't really gauge um, anymore because it it it's already leaving you you know but there are times there are there have been dreams where you know i could tell you the color of and the colors seem brighter but i could tell you the color of you know someone's shirt or um i had one dream that i i wasn't even in it was just um i don't know why but i i had a dream that the monkeys had a new album and all it was was this panning shot of Trees, the band, the monkeys that had the TV show in the sixties. I don't. And they were actual monkeys, right? No, but it's just it's all it was was an announcer going, "The monkeys have a new album." Yes, the monkeys have a new album, and the album flashed up on the screen in front of this panning shot of trees, and the price came up. But he never said the name of the album. It was just, "The monkeys have a new album," and that was it. That was the dream. That was the name of the album. The monkeys have a new yeah, album. Right. Yeah, it's uh, no, but I'm see, not the, is, tell even you the concept. The... Okay, go ahead. Yeah, even the concept of brightness, like of co- vividness of color, is something that just doesn't isn't that there doesn't in the dream. So I think I think that I just have a less vivid visual imagination. Or, so that's... or that you're just less visually oriented, and and there's more. There are other things. No, that... I'm very, I'm very visual. Uh, seeing things. Is you right know, up there. It, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's one it's, of your top yeah. senses. It's it's yeah, 
no, but you know what I mean. Like it. So I think so that's in the why top five, I. I'm sorry. I am a lot more drawn to things that don't require imagination. You know, what I mean, but I think in, in Shitty Quest we left a lot for the imagination. You know, with the with the graphics. Yeah, and I I think it makes it work though. I I really do. Yeah. I, to me, it makes it work. So when you when I you feel when you look at places. Shitty Quest, are you filling in the space? Are you seeing the door as a piece of wood? I'm not and... seeing the door as a piece of wood, but I'm feeling the space. If that makes any sense, right. like I I have a very uh, tangible oh, yeah. idea of what being there feels like. Right. And but do you think of it like from the perspective of the of the protagonist or do you still feel that you're looking at it from outside? I can no, I can sometimes I can feel it from the perspective of the protagonist, but it's not something that really? I consciously you know, right. ponder. It's just something that you know, see, I, I feel like feel I like, know what it would be like to be in that room even though I don't See, I I would only feel that way if it was a first-person game. And I think that's something, because when I could first play a first-person game like Mercenary 3, it was such a different experience to seeing the character from the side scrolling along some platform. And I think that that's, that's like, I really like first-person games. You know, it's, if I'm, if it's, if it's, and there is a real difference for me. If it's a third-person game, you don't, like even just over the shoulder, I feel, I feel completely detached. That's interesting. Whereas if it's, you know, it, because I have to see what I'm seeing. I can't just imagine. I, I really like the first person perspective of Bard's Tale. Um, I feel like in, I, I, I think I remember that when Castle Wolfenstein and Doom came out, um, it wasn't, I didn't, I, I resisted it for some reason. I, I, I just felt it. Right. It was too. I don't know. I I wasn't as engaged with with those games at first. I I thought they were a nice novelty, but I I thought it was just a phase, and that we would go back. But I loved Wing Commander. That's the thing. I really loved Wing Commander. I just wasn't as engaged with those games, and I don't know. I don't know what the difference was. Maybe I just didn't. Well, the difference like, is you're in a cockpit. Yeah. Yeah, the cockpit thing to me is huge. I, I think all space games should give you that sensory uh, s- sensation. What? What? Really? Sensory sensation? <laughs> that sensation of being... It's like, it's like a visual image. <laughs> yeah, right, right. The sensation of being in the cockpit, I, I think right. that that's key. And that, I, I think that's why I don't like... Um, it's not that I don't like Frontier as much, but... It doesn't feel as cockpit. I don't want to say cockpitty. Don't give me your cockpitty. Well, because you have a small yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that's what she said. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's good. That's that's not going to stay in there. But anyway, you you, you know what I mean. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> that will stay in there. <laughs> yeah, but without context, it won't no, work. It won't. Oh, oh, okay. So, um, here's the other thing. What time? How much? Okay. We've been going an hour. All right. So, really quickly, um, I wanted to premiere a song oh. for the kids at home. I wanted a to premiere song? a song. Yes. Wow. I'm not well, going to tell it. you which what this song is from, 
but mm. it's it's something that I worked on and would like to share. Uh, I was going to wait for the YouTube premiere, but people who listen to the podcast will get to hear it. It's an exclusive preview. It's an exclusive preview. Yeah, and I'm hearing it for the first time myself too. Right, so. and here it is. War. Never been so much fun. 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 Go up to your brother, kill him with your gun, leave him lying in his uniform, dying in the sun. Pew. Never been so much fun. War. Never been so much fun. War. Never been so much fun. War. Never been so much fun. Go up to your brother, kill him with your gun, leave him lying in his uniform, dying in the sun. War. Phew. War. Never been so much fun. 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 Go up to your brother, kill him with your gun, leave him lying in his uniform, dying in the sun. Pew. War. Never been so much fun. 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 Go to your brother, kill him with your gun, leave him lying in his uniform, dying in the sun. You. War. Never been so much fun. War. Never been so much fun. Yeah, man, that's awesome. It's uh, I, I love the I love the pew. Yeah, and we're not going to tell any, everybody what that song is because I want you to write in uh, who the first person. Oh, okay. To to get the answer right will win. Me saying that you were the first person to get the answer right on the next podcast. Right. So yeah, it's a it's really. Um, the, the most valuable prize that anyone has ever. So, and, right. and the email address is again packbilly at gmail dot com. We'll eventually get a regular one, but for that, for the, now, I'm just throwing it out there. Packbilly at gmail dot com. One thing that when we recorded that song, um, I didn't realize how monotonous the original actually was until we sat down, t- and and um, the guy that that played the guitar was like. Man, do you realize that this is just one chord? And right. I was like, oh, yeah, wow, I guess it is. Okay, well, let's just have fun with it anyway. And um, so we yeah, we didn't. So how much of that was, was, was you? Because I can't, I, obviously you were doing the war. No, but, that, um, was, that was me. That was not me. Um, oh, it sounded like you. I don't, I think I just um, was sitting at the console telling everybody else what to do because oh, I'm, so you didn't do any of the vocals i didn't do any of the vocals i, I don't think i did any of the vocals the vocals right. were done by the same um if you look at the original shitty quest trailer the person who's doing the clicking um as mm. who did the vocals and um with the shotgun to his face with the shotgun to his face yeah 
Yeah. That was supposed to be a pistol, and uh, right. but I forgot to bring my my little fake pistol, and so fake pistol, yeah. Well, it's a it's a pellet gun. It's just a pellet gun, but it looks right. real. And um, so, but he had an actual real shotgun, and I felt really nervous, <laughs> even though I knew it wasn't right. loaded. I was pointing a shotgun at someone's head at point blank range, and it just right, yeah. It just really made me feel it's nervous. It's got a psychological effect, even if right. it's not loaded. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but uh, but anyway, so that's that. I wonder he looked so nervous. Yeah, his eyes that was an back acting. And forth. Yeah. yeah, and he didn't know it was. Because you told him it was loaded. I told him it was loaded, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's where he had to cut out the sound of him shitting his pants. Yeah, we're going to use that for... The next shitty quest game, actually. Yeah. Well, I, I thought it was used for the, the the turd falling on Earth. You know. Yes, that's what we did. Yeah, yeah I edited yeah. it back in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, that was the first episode of what whatever the hell we're calling this. Oh, Bill. Uh, Jim and Pack Billy's opinions on things. Jim and Pack Billy's uh, opinions th- on things. W- we we are definitely those people, and we had opinions. So yeah. I think in that sense, it's thing- a success. The objects that we had opinions on were things. So right. this was, and and some of them were concepts. So they weren't objects. Well, the the anyway. objects and concepts that we had opinions on all right. fit into the category of thing. Yeah, and send your hate mail to packbilly at gmail.com. and send your love yeah. mail. You're stalking to yourself. love mail to, Jim. to yourself because you do ha- you ha- no send <laughs> it to Jim. yourself because you have to love yourself. Jim. What no, if there is somebody Jim? else? <laughs> There's a guy named I'm, Jim. I'm sure there is. Who suddenly gets sure all these is. weird stalkery messages. Oh, yeah, all these. <laughs> well, it's just going to be for me and you to see if. Yeah. We'll be listening to this podcast to see if, you know, if it worked or whatever. Just editing it or whatever. And then we'll hear, oh, wait, they want us to send in our email to this address? I wonder. Yeah. Okay. You like forget that you're listening yeah. to yourself. Yeah, it's, right. It'll be just like these, these forty. Who are, who are these assholes? Yeah. <laughs> Goldfish memory. Okay. And I just mean the 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 memory of a goldfish, not remembering goldfish of years past, right. of yes. days gone by. So that's the first episode, and we hope that you hate it and send. Um, Hate mail because as long as we get attention of some yeah. kind, that's that's validation. Right, and it can only get better, as far as I'm concerned. There's nowhere right. to go from up, as you've as you've no doubt. There's nowhere to go from up. I'm sorry. There's nowhere to go but up. That's what she said. Oh.